Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Crossover Commerce. This is my name is Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, my corner of the internet, where I bring you the best and brightest experts in the Amazon and e-commerce industry, sharing their insights on the most important aspects to selling online. Again, we talk anything on the show regarding sourcing logistics. We talk about uh, cross-border payments. We talk about product sourcing, uh, product ideation. How do we get products from uh, different kinds of products selling on Amazon all the way to direct-to-consumer and everything in between. Really, it's a show trying to help you, the listener, to elevate your e-commerce industry. Whether you're a brand that's a multi-million dollar uh, brand or you're just getting started on Amazon or uh, selling directly on your own Shopify store. This is the show for you. So thanks for tuning in live. Uh, b- the beauty about this show live, if you're listening to this or if you're watching to us, is that we actually field questions. So if you have a comment or you want to um, ask something of me, the guest, or uh, me, the host, or the guest, you can actually do that on social media, again, on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Go ahead and do that as well. So with that being said, uh, before we get any further into the matter, Crossover Commerce is presented by Ping Pong Payments. Ping Pong is a cross-border payment solution that has helped uh, millions of customers now with cross-border payments and facilitating payments at $150 million a day, over $90 billion, to, or excuse me, $90 billion to date in facilitating um, paying out to VAs, employees, manufacturers, uh, and even sourcing agents to receiving on different platforms. So if you're selling on multiple marketplaces and repatriating your money, ping pong can help you save more of your money when it converts funds from one currency to back to your localized one. So go ahead and check out ping pong payments today. Um, you can sign up for free and it's easy to save money today, especially in the day where there's so many different fees going on with uh, sourcing logistics and supplies all over the world. This is one area where you have control over your fees and that is with ping pong payments today. Again, sign up, go ahead and mention crossover commerce sent to you. Um, again, this is episode 148. Uh, that means 148 episodes of talking with specific Amazon and e-commerce experts in this space. I'm really excited to touch on today because um, as we're as we see in different types of uh, capacities, there's different ways to find product research, right? Uh, anywhere from um, just looking at what's trending through uh, technology or what's trending on social media, or you just come up with your own idea itself. You have to actually validate those audiences and making sure that's worth your while and time, money and effort. And that's all obviously really important. But today we're going to be talking about um, specifically, we've titled this episode, Amazon product research and importance of a solid business plan. Before you get going, like building a house or a great building, you want to have a solid foundation. And without doing that, it's all going to come tumbling and down on you if you don't have that solid foundation. So that being said, brought on uh, expert in this area of the space, Bobby and David of AMC Savages. And before we get him on, he's actually the founder and CEO of this business, spent the last decade specializing in Amazon FBA businesses. He's exited his business, but also perfected the art of product research and helping others get their businesses off and running and developed as well. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring on cross, uh, cross over commerce, uh, Fabian David. Fabian, what's going on, man? How are you? Hi, Ryan. Thanks for the intro, man. And no great problem. to see you. And uh, thanks for having me here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we were, uh, I was introduced to you and I, I've actually been, uh, I love following people that are creating great content, but also great thought leaders. You've been in the space for a while. So uh, for people who are not as familiar with your MZ Savages or just you specifically, what's kind of that storied background of you? How did you get into Amazon? How are you at where you are today? Yeah, so start uh, to start uh, with a short intro about myself. Um, I first experienced business when I was 15, uh, when I had my first computer actually and that was my first love and after that um, i experienced a lot of other businesses um, until i discovered amazon back in 2013 2014 when uh, there were almost there were actually no no tools available on the market so uh you know doing product research and launching new products. Actually, launching new products was easy, but doing product research, it was a guess. 
So, um, so no, like Helium 10, Jungle Scout, or Viral nope. Launcher, or any of those tools. Very, very no, early absolutely. days of those, right? Actually, I I grew up with them. I grew up when <laughs> I grew up when when Greg uh, launched initially Jungle Scout. Uh, sure, I was among the first one on the on the on the Facebook group, on his Facebook group, and nice. then Manny uh, Manny when uh, he started developing the the Helium Ten uh with the first tool or tools um that was amazing and i was again among the first ones on the group and this is how you know i became obsessed with uh with this with this business right um so how'd you get how'd you get in in such an early age I'm, I'm curious let me stop you right there how'd you get in in a very early development of those now pretty prominent tools that are you know helping beginner sellers into enterprise level sellers now? Well, I had a restaurant uh, prior discovering Amazon. I had a restaurant and um, uh, I was doing good, but I, it wasn't something that I, I loved. I was spending a lot of time there and I was very sad to say like this, because you know it, I was looking for something else all the time. Uh, I wasn't doing it with pleasure. So a friend of mine introduced me uh, Amazon through a live conference in Bucharest in Romania. I'm originated from Romania. And um, he introduced me, you know, he showed me the, uh, also was just launched the amazing selling machine, if I remember well. Right. Um, the, fir the first course slash yeah, conference. Exactly. Yeah, that a lot of people joined. Exactly. exactly. The, the first course. And I remember it was very, very expensive, man, like $5,000. and. I said, okay, money at the end of the day is not a problem, but I think it's too much, you know, for the beginning to start with. So let's see if um, if I can do it myself, because my first love was my first love was the computer, right? So I was very familiar uh, with with the internet and computers. So I said, let's do some trial and error first, and. That's that's all I needed because after that, um, I literally spent an obsessive amount of hours. I was literally spending like 16 hours a day, seven by seven. The first three years, this is what I did. I wow. took, I remember well today, and when I when I have, ch you know, uh, when I'm chatting with people like you, I, I remember all the time because, um, it, it literally in three years, I took like two breaks, seven days and seven days. And that's it. Um, and this was doing, believe, this is trying to sell on Amazon. This is just, yeah. you're, you're just hammering away two straight yeah. years. Selling on Amazon and start working for and with other people in the same time. So this wow. is how, this is how I managed to, you know, uh, improve uh, myself in such a matter in, well, if you can say it in, in a short matter of time, for me, it's short. Um, um, but yeah, basically this is how I started. So I started selling, uh, on Amazon initially by myself. Then, um, I failed initially with two products. Uh, then I just, I, I met my, uh, my business partner, Colin, and we start over again. And, uh, in the same time working for other people, just because I wanted to learn completely from A to Z all the processes involved into the business uh, okay. that are part of the business, like product research, doing product research, doing sourcing, uh, doing PPC. Actually, I uh, I managed for clients. I managed uh, PPC. Uh, I did PPC management uh, for a year. Um, I learned uh, the importance of you know photography, branding. Uh, so I actually I did them. Um, with experts as well, um, but I I wanted to see completely how it's done, and I did a lot of. I'm obsessed with testing. I'm obsessed with uh, data analysis, data collection. Uh, sure. So um, this is when after um, we stopped selling on Amazon, our brands, we sold our brands, and we stopped selling because. I became obsessed with product research and because I understood the import, the importance of product of, of the product research uh, in, in the business. If you don't have the right product, no matter how 
uh, good your marketing is, uh, no matter how much money do you have, right, uh, or how many experts do you hire, it's it will be very very hard to sell something that people don't want. Right. So, so yeah, your story. So your story is fascinating. So just a recap: you started yourself, you failed at that. What 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 you your products just didn't take off, or what do you think the kind of the I think it's important to know. Like, do you re- did you recognize why you failed? Was it no l- yeah. lack of market? I, mean, or I know exactly the reason. Again? I know okay. exactly the reason. It wasn't. And when I'm looking at the product now, um, I always, you know, it fascinated me because the main competitors back then that they launched actually the product before me, uh, no, after me, uh, they are now the best sellers in the niche still and the and i'm talking about the cutting board the bamboo cutting board here Mm -hmm. and the product back then was amazing um the only the only problem was that i i got stuck with the cash flow i didn't i didn't know exactly what to take into consideration and the importance of it and that's why today we're talking about the importance of a solid business plan because the main reason of, of my my first failure uh, was not having a business plan first, and second, not taking it into consideration everything that needs to be taken as a cost, fee, um, uh, charges, and ongoing first time uh, ongoing costs, and um, it's and there's a lot of them. And cash flow, for example, was the main reason why uh, I initially failed. Well, interesting. So, were you, you were successful. I'm going to kind of put this. Yeah, in the I you ran were out succe- of stock. You were successful so much, but you didn't plan for the success yeah. appropriately. Therefore, because of that intermittency of you couldn't scale quickly enough, someone else came in and subverted that and took over bestseller. Therefore, kind of leaving you in the dust. Is that a fair so, assessment to say? So a hundred percent. So to brief you, uh, to shortly brief you about the, the, the um, um, how it went uh, till the day of lunch until uh, I said, okay, I have to quit because I can't, you know, um, be stuck like this all the time with the money and inventory. So mm-hmm. uh, I had to move on. I launched the product and in the first month was a kind of a struggle because there were no ranking uh, strategies. There were no, uh, you know, uh, what year was this by the way? Things. In 2013, 2014. Okay. So we're talking pre any sort of tool. We're talking about any yeah, sort of business yeah, that wasn't, 100%. there was no, there was no playbook. There was no strategy, SOP, anything like that. This was you no, putting products on Amazon. Nothing. <laughs> that's at it. least from, at least from what I know, from what, right. I, from what I'm aware of. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that sounds about right. I think 2014, 15, determining jungle scout early days was launched like the first yeah right the first launch in 2015 exactly. or 14 or 15 stuff like that mid 2015 someone needs to write a so, book on all these yeah all these timelines and stuff like that too we'll yeah, do that yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> exactly and um i remember after the, after the first month so i was playing with the price a lot and with the ppc campaigns that's that's all i was i knew what to test that's and at some point one day when I woke up from three or four units a day, I found myself, you know, checking the account, uh, the seller account, and I discovered I was selling, uh, I, I sold 35 units. In one day? Until that hour, in one day. Oh, in one, okay. Said, wow. So, and I knew, I mean, I knew because I was doing all the tests that I, all the changes that I was doing, um, you know, I was... Uh, doing notes and I was making them, you know, step by step. So when I, I was changing the price, that that's all that I was changing. I wasn't doing, you know, three, four uh, changes like title change, like uh, tweaking the bullets, tweaking the keywords in the bullets. Um, and that's when I when I realized, well, this is it. So the price 
it's a very important point in increasing the velocity, the sales velocity. So now let's let's see what's next and let's see how the sales are going. So I I kept the price like that for I remember for seven or ten days. Mm-hmm. And the sales increased. And after seven days, they tanked. So the sales tanked. I reached like 50 units a day. I wasn't, wow. I didn't have too much inventory back then. It was the initial inventory. I remember I started with 600 units. And okay. so at that, I got, yeah, at that rate, we're talking what, 12 days of my math is Yeah, correct, I or? got scared. I got scared. So I increased the price to normally uh, lower the sales velocity, right? And it happened for one day. And after that, actually, the sales velocity got again back up and increased. And obviously, I ran out of stock. In the meantime, I think we, Fabian, I think we lost some connection with you. So I'm going to just I'm try here. to talk. Oh, you're there. Okay, perfect. I'm here. Yeah, I think so you're just video. Nope, you're good. <laughs> you, you were in the middle of an important conversation when I was on edge and I wanted to make sure I heard it. So go ahead. No, sorry. I'm here. Sorry, sorry for that. And um, the timeline, the production timeline was 35 days. And because it's, it's, a, it's a heavy product, uh, it's weight like, it's weighing like, three pounds, stuff like that. Sure. Uh, there's the only way to ship those to Amazon is by sea. Right. Um, Cost effectively, or you mean. Exactly. And 2.5 months overall to uh, have the, uh, you know, since day one, uh, starting production, new production and having the inventory to Amazon. And that's a long time. Right. But I said, I, I wasn't aware of, you know, uh, algorithm punishment and uh, all of these things. Uh, anyway, it was in early stages with the algorithm too. Um, so it wasn't that, you know, big of a crime if you ran out of stock for a couple of times, if I remember well. Mm-hmm. So I waited. Uh, I ran out of stock. I... Uh, left the listing open like that. Um, there were no strategies, but literally there were no strategies. Um, yeah, you're just you're just figuring this out as you go in the yeah, middle of yeah. you know something as booming as what Amazon was in that that day and age. We call it, or I say we, people call it the Wild West days of you literally can yeah. try any sort of strategy, lots of success, can throw almost any product up there. The eyeballs are becoming exactly. more prevalent. You can manipulate the system to your favor a little bit more, but that but that's interesting. You've said you just left it open. There was no there was no you know downside to li- doing that, Nothing. which is nowadays that's not the case. Uh, you have to have yeah, you're dead. <laughs> I was gonna say so. So when you get back on stock, you you get it after a month or so, a month plus, um, which is now a good turnaround time for getting your products. Not the case now, uh, but yep. turnaround time decently quickly. You throw it back on there ranks back up to normal or what are we talking about? Yeah. I mean, it took like literally three days uh, and I hit a hundred a day. Again. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that that's a, that's fascinating. And that's just in one marketplace. That's pretty basic nature of a product that somewhat sells itself to, to by all standards. Correct. That's nothing too truly unique. There was nothing unique about it. Like nothing it was double sided I mean, or anything like that. Yeah. It, it wasn't a bundle. It wasn't something really special. It was what I uh, knew that I have to do is to improve the product and make it a bit different from the others, you know, mm-hmm. not to of start up a, a, a price war uh, with the rest, with the, with the main, with the competitors. And I remember we added the feature like uh, um, knife, uh, sharp knifing. Uh, sh- uh, yeah, a sharpen, nice sharpener uh, on the side. Yeah, yeah okay. sharpener, yeah. There you go. And uh, uh, deeper uh, margins for, uh, you know, liquid collection and all those things. Mm-hmm. And it was a very good product, actually. Uh, I still have uh, a couple of them. <laughs> Uh, as a memory and S- sitting um, on them yeah sitting on yeah, them in yeah, your, yeah. Uh, kitchen and i sold out uh 
so I ordered a thousand units again and oh, wow. I sold out in 10 days. And so you're uh, talking, yeah, a thousand units, you're doing hundred per day then. So yeah, that, that was the average. Wow. That's amazing. Sold out again. And, and your so, margins are good. You're making money on this. Everything's thumbs up for all intents and purposes. Exactly. Correct? Exactly. Okay. And the third time I increased the price. Um, it, I think we lost you again, Fabian. So you increase the price, I'm assuming, to something of a either one or one and a half times. Uh, but yeah, what would you increase your uh, price to? I'm sorry. No, I remember I increased the price with 20% because they were coming uh, in the market. They were coming aggressively. The, the main competitors now the best selling uh, listings um, mm -hmm. that you can find when you search a Babin cutting board. There's a couple of them, three four main players in the niche that are dominating the niche and then they launched initially the products and uh they were coming with uh, huge budgets i assume and um i increased the price with 20 percent and when i got back uh, in stock again 1500 units then uh i don't know what happened because the something happened with the algorithm like it's happening today and the third time, it just the sales. I didn't. I didn't get the sales anymore. Interesting. So, so you you found early success. You were finding like you've been increasing pricing. It wasn't really affecting your rank in that capacity. But someone came in and either rewarded you based upon either inventory limits, potentially ranking I in guess, terms of like I, I advertising guess, higher I guess, budgets. Okay. I guess because um, the other guys were having a lot of strategy in place mm -hmm. and I wasn't having any strategies actually at all in place. Uh, the only strategy that I knew back then, uh, was the PPC. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and still then price. it wasn't very, yeah. Th if this was what, 2014, 15, still, still yeah, not very yeah, prevalent yeah, in yeah, the PPC yeah, world. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember, so, yeah, jungle scout was announced when I had to stop. Okay. So, so tools are becoming a thing back when you initially went through the brunt of figuring out things on your own, you were finding all these different capacities of what people wanted. There was no really insight into a customer data, uh, from your data person, a data person, you said, Fabian, you said there's no real tool or no real way to look at uh, demand no real uh, tool or no, way to nothing. look at no, audience size or nothing. what was ranking well or anything like that. This is all literally best case guess scenario from what you could understand on the marketplace, find a good and product. And that's it. And that's what it was. I remember, I remember even keyword research. I couldn't do any keyword research through a, you know, um, specific tool because I had to use Google. Uh, there were different platforms. And they weren't, uh, you know, Amazon related, you know, they weren't right. collecting the data from Amazon, nothing like that. Uh, so the, even the content, the listing content, I, I wrote the listing content myself. Um, and I was stuffing the keywords there and I was doing all these tests and, exp you know, experiments and uh, trying to see if there's any changes in, in keywords, in uh, you know, um, uh, behavior of the listing and sales and and uh, yeah, that that would that was the time, man, and um, was was amazing for me. It was painful at the beginning, obviously, because uh, the loss uh, at the end was um, I didn't take it as a loss because I take it as an investment in myself, even right. if it was learning planned. opportunity. Exactly, hundred percent, and this is what I always, uh, you know, advise uh, the people that I'm talking with. Don't take it as a loss when you're coming, you know, with something like this in uh, in your uh, uh, background because it's a, it's a learning uh, curve all the time, right? So we have Absolutely. to take it as a learning uh, process. Um, but I I moved on, and um, it was. It was a very uh, pleasant, at the end of the day, it was a very pleasant uh, experience for me. Again, even if I lost money because the last inventory I had to 
uh, sell it as a uh, uh, with a loss at a loss. Right. I was going to say liquidate that inventory. So yeah. can't sit on thousands or hundreds of units uh, just at your home or anything like that. So so fast forward to exiting your business, either sell off that units at a low cost or you move on. You now develop a interest in why almost like I could see your your mind turning of why in that moment, why things were successful, how to be successful and help other people understand that from the beginning with the help of maybe some of these tools that are starting to come into market, um, your own strategies and learnings coming into factor. So what what's that next natural progression for you online? You're getting all the data is becoming start to become available. Um, through tools, through your own workings, what is that next step um, on this journey? So, yeah, Jungle Sky was launched. Um, I said, I I can't stop here. So uh, I was looking for a business partner because uh, I realized that if I want to do this full time, which I was, you know, dedicated to do it full time, I didn't have uh, any business left any job uh, I didn't like actually wasn't the type of you know uh, guy to work uh, you know for someone uh, like doing a nine to five then this is you know this is how I I don't know this is how it's it's in my DNA um, that's and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have a nine to five um, and I this is how I, I met my partner Colin which is the nice. co-founder is the um cfo of the company right now and um we started again i started with him and in the same time i realized that now i have some tools like jungle scout that gives me the leverage of doing more tests i had the money i had quite a, a big experience from the first year of selling you know and failing and I said, well, this is the moment I have to go all in and start working with other people in the same time. So I learned all the processes because I created a list with, you know, all the processes that needs to be uh, achieved and done um, to successfully um, sell um, and manage to grow um, a product, you know, a listing a business on Amazon, selling on Amazon, and right. I start spending amount uh, the 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 obsessed amounts of hours, and um, fast forward, I when I realized that product research is the main struggle uh, for everyone, and that when I realized that was the thing that made me fail. Then I said, Colin, uh, we have to, I personally want to stop selling on Amazon because I, this is what I believed. I have to spend all the time and energy to direct everything on uh, creating this platform that we have today. It's called mm -hmm. Amazon Savages. And we started with the service. And even if we, I personally I I was lucky enough because I worked initially with a lot of people that understood um, me and uh, they were very patient with me because I wasn't that expert, you know, at the beginning, know them all. I even today, I know that I don't know them all. Right. But right. Um, I this is how I managed to through the service. So we started the platform with the service only. Uh, which is called A to Z uh, new product launch. And um, after the first two years of, uh, you know, working with other people and launching products uh, constantly on a monthly basis at the beginning, and then we moved to weekly basis and everything became, we, you know, became more, uh, I accumulated more knowledge. The, I started, you know, training more people, uh, we created the branding team, photography team, sourcing team in China on ground. Um, and I realized, well, you know, now we're having our clients, we're having 
through our clients more and more success. And we're spending very uh, few amounts of uh, uh, money on marketing to advertise our services, our services, and most of the clients were getting through word of mouth, then it means we're doing the right thing. But I wanted to step uh, to, to, you know, um, move everything to the next level. And that's when I realized there's a huge gap in the market, in the industry on product research. Right. So you're probably, excuse me, by the way, you saw me coughing. I had to mute myself for, um, for that. So it's fascinating that you focus on the product research and the product development side of business. So obviously if anyone went to your website right now, it's very much a, it's touted that you can find products to sell on Amazon very quickly and effectively, right? It's notorious to know that product research or finding good products to sell or even in development can take months, if not a year, up to a year, just to know that the market, know the audience, know the tools. You don't want to go into such a competitive landscape where you're going to get lost. You also don't want a me too product. So there's all these looming, very dark, ominous things you have to avoid. You're touting a quicker response, but also knowing what's available, what people want to sell. How are you able to do that versus like other uh, tools, technologies is just because you've immersed yourself with suppliers and manufacturers or what? what's kind of that thing that makes you stand out and helps you do it better than like another person who's going to dedicate that time or dedicate that energy and find something that's going to fit for them. Like how, how do you build up this catalog, if you will, of great, fantastic, ready to go products or knowing what's going to line up for people effectively? Well, first of all, we started actually with uh, prior uh, developing the product search tool. I realized that we need to spend more time on this task, on on this process by you know doing more in-depth product research because uh, after Jungle Scout Helium 10 was launched as well, and I discovered Helium 10 having Helium 10 having more um, uh, tools and better tools, how I, I see it actually Helium 10 is having uh, very good uh, tools available right now. But like um, like Jungle Scout, like uh, all the other platforms that are, are available right now, they don't have something specialized on product research, like everything on the plate, like doing everything for you. So you need to learn how to do the product research by yourself. So you need to have that learning curve, which is, again, in the same time, is not educating you, but it's giving you, it's giving you, you know, that tool uh, where you have all those criteria, mm-hmm. and you have, they to have boxes, and you have to fit it. Yeah, you have to fit into the boxes. So and yeah, you have I get- to know the thresholds, and you have to know all these things. And uh, so you're saying that you, yeah, I was going to say, so you're, you're taking it a step further or a step back further. Like if you're taking it a step back, you're talking about what do I even want to potentially sell in the first place? Like what's a viable even option, if you will. Right. Like people, yeah, I mean, people look at those options. They're like, well, I don't know what's available. I don't know if I want to get an arts and crafts or anything like that, or a home garden or a baby or anything like that. They all have their own unique pros and cons. Right. So you're saying, you take a little bit more approach of like more, more customized approach. Is that what you're saying? Well, first of all, it's about, first of all, it's about, um, it's, there's, there's two ways of, you know, uh, launching products on Amazon, um, having product that it's already available on the market, validating that product through different criteria, uh, and how I do product, how we do product research here and how the tool is programmed to work is uh, through diff- two different uh, um, uh, processes. It's product selection and product validation. It's, there's two phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, each, each phase needs to validate specific criteria, and each criteria needs to uh, stay within uh, specific thresholds. Um, so you, you have those tools available on the other platforms, but you don't know the thresholds. And you don't know all the criteria that you need to apply in order to validate that product. So getting back to how we do it and what are the options to, to start selling on Amazon to, to launch successfully a product is doing it with a 
take a me too product, validate that product, improve that product and make it different from the others. That's, that's the most common method of launching a product on Amazon. And the something's one, already selling inconsistent and then changing it enough where it seems unique and get people it, to spend with you. A hundred percent. Where's enough room, right? So, mm -hmm. and that's part of the validation process. Um, and second, which is, in my opinion, is the most efficient one, but it's the most time consuming and it's the most expensive one. So not everyone have the, the opportunity, you know, to, uh, to launch a product through the second option is through innovation. When you have to create a new prototype, when you have to invent a new product, even if it's something that exists, you know, uh, nothing is really reinvented right nothing new is invented anymore it's just it's just the way that we're saying we're inventing a new product but there's like this ball of water it's you just take it and maybe you you somehow reinvent the the shape of it and you add some some features on this on this bottle so for this you need to actually create a prototype and then you need to create molds and this is a very time consuming process usually takes around four or five months on average uh and people don't have the patience and also it costs a lot of money a mold can cost from a couple of hundred dollars to you know for a prototype to tens of thousands of dollars and uh, depending on you know the complexity of the product of the prototype can take between a month to four or five months it depends so these two ways are you know the most efficient ways i personally don't know any other way that can you know um you can launch successfully a product and make it achieve that success by you know, outselling the, the competition. Mm. Otherwise, it's just a me too product. And that's it. Right. Yeah, you're just copying, buying it, uh, find the same product on Alibaba, for example, or some sort of supplier, which putting is, it which up there awful. either. Uh, Alibaba, we don't use Alibaba. I never recommend to use Alibaba. Uh, okay. It became in the, in the last two, three years, he became the Amazon uh, seller's marketplace. Unfortunately, sure. uh, there's only not only you you can still find real suppliers direct suppliers there but most of the you know uh, um, listings that you find on alibaba when you're searching for a, a product there on a for a factory are middlemen are right. the agents are the agents okay. which are increasing the production price at least twice two times two x to even five x i discovered lately which is right. awful, awful. Right, there, there's a lot of uptick in terms of uh, pricing. Uh, we see it across logistics. You see it a lot of, um, you know, cost of goods. You know, everything tends to go up and there's so much to consider. So we're talking about, just to recap for a listener out there, if they're, we're talking about two different ways to develop product. Find what's selling well, find the audience, know that there's book room, know that it's selling well, but then also develop it enough differently so that it can actually have success in that market. Um, a piece of the pie, if you will, uh, take that away from top sellers. But then also developing unique products and customization takes a little bit longer um, to make sure it's specific to what your criteria, what it wants to do, the look, the feel, takes a little bit more time to get that up and develop. So if I'm a listener and I want to jump into one of those two avenues, for example, we'll stick with uh, what you know best, how are we coming up with those ideas? Is it is it you developing um, you and your team uh, a strategy, or is it me coming to you, Fabian, and saying, "Hey, I saw this was trending on Pinterest, for example, or on Facebook, or I know that this is a market that I saw a gap in. I think we can really find a product that will fit in that market and do it well." Like, where where do you go from there? Like. Let's let's get back to our service. Um, yeah, sure. So, for example, you want to launch a product through uh, our service, and we we have two packages. One is when the client uh, comes with his product, with his idea, and either with the product already having sourced, 
and uh, having it validated uh, mm -hmm. by him uh, through his criteria and through his validation process. Or when you have the money and you have the willingness and you have the dedication, you have the time, uh, but you don't know the process. You don't know how to how to start, where to start from. And sure. um, when you have the product, we revalidate the product for you uh, using uh, uh, the different criteria that we're applying, like um, the price, uh, your budget as well. Everything starts with the budget, by the way. And nobody mm -hmm. speaks about it, man. This is crazy for me when I'm when I see everyone, and there's a lot of people, uh, a lot of very good people in the industry, you know, teaching other people how to sell and you know, uh, doing mentorships. But I've never seen webinars, courses, conferences that I've attended for people to speak about how much money do you have to invest into this business? Because mm -hmm. literally, when you want to start a new business, no matter the, you know, uh, um, the area, you have to know how much money do we have available for that business. So you're talking you about almost taking it. So yeah, I, I think there's a good point. So I'll add on to a little bit that a lot of people now shy away from how much do you need to start on Amazon? You're talking about a different approach of how much are you willing to invest? And then we can curtail of what would fit you can find success at different levels is what I'm going to probably assume you're going to say. You can find success at different budget points. How much success yeah, is actually exactly. going to, yeah, it's exactly. actually going to dictate how much you're willing to invest. You can find success at 10,000. You can find success at five. It may not be at the scale you want it to be, but you can still find success. So that's where you're saying people need to start and go the other way. Well, this is another, yeah, it's, it's actually a reverse engineer. Of sure. Exactly. How, the majority of people are doing it and that's why they end up failing because they don't know first of all they don't know they will get stuck with the cash flow if they, if they don't have enough money so when you're working on a budget and that budget is low then most of the times unfortunately people are ending up getting stuck with the cash flow and they have to quit because they won't have any more money to sustain inventory levels and marketing restocking in real time doing re-ranking or maintaining ranking. So this is a huge thing. And that's why I'm saying I can't emphasize more on the budget. Everything has to start with the budget. And another important thing from my experience launching after all these years, launching almost 1,300 products on wow. US marketplace and UK marketplace, these two marketplaces alone, I know for a fact that on the US marketplace, you can launch, and this is how I've seen a lot of people, unfortunately, misleading the majority of people who wants to start selling on Amazon. Uh, these gurus, right? Um, they say you can launch successfully a product with five thousand dollars today, as we speak. Yeah, you can do that. You can do. I totally agree with that. But it's not enough. I mean, you have to you have to start selling that product. And you have to grow that business, right? Because that's why you're doing it. It's right. not just for, for fun, just to throw some inventory, you know, spending some money and time, those $5,000, and then you end up not being able to do a proper ranking because you don't have enough inventory. You're expecting to get profits from out from the first inventory, which is literally not possible on Amazon today. Um, and to reinvest in the second inventory, cover the cost for the shipping of the second inventory and still have enough money for, you know, re-ranking or maintaining ranking and doing marketing is not possible, man. So you, you make it, you make a good point. It's like to kind of make this in context for a listener out there, there there's been so many good points that people have lost sight of, of the actual trailing and the ability of where money is going to go and making sure that you get the full picture of how that looks, right? Building on itself. We're talking about not just launching a product, right? Everyone thinks launching product no, from start it's day, enough. it's 10,000, right? It's $10,000, but that's actually not the, 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 the amount that you're looking at. Let's call it $10,000. You said everyone understands or should understand by now, if you're listening to this podcast, is that money gets tied up in inventory. Your 10,000 now isn't sitting in your inventory. You have money now you need to add on top of that to rank 
which again, there's so many different strategies that are both white, gray, black hat, which we only they're promote expensive. white, white, and they're expensive. Um, you have to do advertising to PPC, or if you're doing direct to consumer, you also have to invest in that. Um, logistics in general to making sure you have enough inventory so that when your current products are out, you need to have it restocked and on the water by the time it gets ready. In so you can time. in real time, uh, you're paying either VAs or employees to help you out. If you aren't, then your time is sunk into all those other opportunities. So Absolutely. money, although it might be seem like I'm investing 10,000 in product initially, that money you don't get, you are reinvesting that money into other avenues along the way in any profits, they're going right back into your inventory to grow it. And you may not even pay yourself out potentially until a month or two down the road. And if that's the case, it's not as, it's not and supplementing your current. And yeah. And that's a very exactly. optimistic scenario. It's very, optimistic. very optimistic. That's if you happen to hit, again, this is not to paint a vague picture. This is to paint a, there is lots of different factors you need to now include in your business model and plan, which is what we're talking about today. And that's, Another thing, because you mentioned about, you know, having a, inventory, uh, a good inventory management and, you know, having a continuation in stock, people, uh, most of the people that uh, start selling on Amazon and they're, they're just starting and they're discovering everything by themselves or they're, you know, they're taking in information from there to there. There's a lot of information out there. It's very hard to select the right thing. So you're doing trial and error like I did in the early stages. Um, you, you need to have enough funds to cover the second inventory, the cost for the second inventory as well, and the cost of the shipping for the second inventory too. So is that where most people are missing right now? Is That would be my major takeaway is your business plan has to include second inventory Absolutely. run and second shipping costs as well. Absolutely. That's why I think a lot of people miss. Okay. Absolutely. And that's then the second inventory needs to be proper calculated, initially estimated, and then recalculated along the way based on your uh, initially based on your initial sales velocity after you start selling. Because how do you plan for that? Like a seller uh, that's listening, how are you planning for that early on in your initial investment? Do you, is there a conservative like sales one X or one and a half it's, or like, what, what are no, you? It's, it's just related based on data analysis. So okay. it's, we're collecting data from the niche, from the main competitors. We're analyzing the main competitors, at least 10 of them. And this mm -hmm. is what the tool is doing actually too automatically. So we managed okay. to, uh, we, we managed to automate this process through the tool. Um, but, and there's no, um, there's no average, you know, uh, it can increase or decrease, um, uh, the amount of inventory. Usually, um, we start from an average based on the initial budget. And then once we validate the product, uh, depending on, um, on the numbers, we increase the, the amount of inventory for the second, uh, for the second batch. Um, and it's just, people don't, don't expect to, people don't see, don't look at that. Mm -hmm. and people don't, don't take that into consideration. And that's when today, as we speak on Amazon, if you run out of stock without creating enough sales history with the algorithm, you'll be punished very hard. Right. And to re-rank a new listing is very painful. It takes a lot of time and money most of the times, which time you have the time, but money, most of the people don't have extra funds. So, yeah. Uh, so I would say like that, that's a good point. And I guess to wrap up, I know we're already at, I would talk to you more about this time for, but for sake of time, let, let's put a bow on this. Where do you see, I, I guess, um, with product research being more involved, more you have to forecast for, it's not as easy as throwing up a single product. If I'm a seller listening to this, what is the number one thing or what's another thing that they need to walk away from us talking today that they would have to know to go into the rest of this year, but also plan for early next year? Um, what, what would you say to those kinds of individuals? 
So first of all, they have to decide how much money they have. They have to, I know it's establish a, a budget. Se- okay. Establish a budget. It's, I know it's a very sensitive subject. And uh, I know there's a lot of people avoiding, you know, asking other people, hey, how much money do you have to invest into this? Right. It, I know it, it sounds strange. When someone is asking you how much money do you have, it's like, uh, it's like you're asking, I need those money. Right. But it's not, this is not, um, this is not true. It's, it's, you need to establish a budget, a real budget. After you establish a budget, then you have to analyze the data. You have to collect the data through keyword research and all the, all the, all the keywords gives you enough info on the niche, but you need to do that collection data from as many points as possible, as many competitors or future competitors as possible. And once you have that data, the, the, the keywords can give you enough information to take a decision if that product, it's a solid product has enough potential and also can give you enough insight of your future uh, sales velocity uh, monthly sales velocity once that product reaches maturity. Uh, once that product is ranked organically on the maturity of the relevant keywords. So this is how you can, you know, establish a an, an average amount of units that you will be you'll you'll sell uh, on a monthly basis. So this is how you initially can estimate the initial inventory and the second inventory and how to forecast. The, uh, the number of those. So I, I believe this is the most important one. And then to validate, to completely validate and end the circle of validation for that product, you need to have, you need to use a, a business plan. I, I say a solid business plan because in, the, in that solid bit, in the business plan, you have to include every single expense, every single uh, fee that is charged by Amazon every single um, uh, ongoing cost and marketing cost, And Amazon, man, is charging a lot of fees. You have storage fees. You have long-term storage fees. Uh, you have... Uh, yeah, shipping uh, fees are actually going up as of October 1st for Q4. So they're actually... Fees holiday well. fees will now attribute uh, to all of Q4. For, for listener out there, if you're not planning for higher cost for shipping, not just on a day-to-day, but if Amazon fulfilling, they're going to pass it on more than likely to you starting even as of October 1st. So be aware of that as another thing. It's so awful. those fees do a lot. And as we at Ping Pong say too, even in selling in different marketplaces, just converting funds from your remittance out to different kinds of, you uh, know, localized currency, Amazon will take a cut of that, but it's not even a line item. It's a, it's a, it's essentially, it's a, we're doing this for your favor, but if you use a service like a ping pong, you can keep more of those money uh, to your bottom line. But anyways, you're saying like line by line, you need to have as intricate details as you can potentially have FBA fees, storage fees, uh, shipping costs, everything line by line as accurate as you can potentially do it all up front before you even press go. PPC, so I, I can continue uh, till tomorrow. So you have the marketing, <laughs> you have the ranking, uh, marketing, which includes on-site, the PPC. Uh, so you need to uh, estimate uh, those numbers too. Uh, you have to have an established budget for marketing and you also need to have prior launching and prior validation and during the validation process, you need to, based on the keyword research, you need to establish, okay, what keywords do I want to rank initially on to gain momentum so I can start making organic sales as fast as possible? How many units do I need to rank on those keywords? How many units I need to sell? Because we know the basics, the main principles of ranking is sales velocity. And of course, after that, there's a multitude of other factors that contributes to uh, organic ranking on Amazon. But the main one is sales velocity, right? If you don't have sales, you, you rank, your organic ranking is poor. If you have sales, then you're competitive with the rest so you can uh, increase your organic visibility um, on site. 
So you need to have all those things written down during the validation process. So you can see at the end if those numbers make sense, if you have enough uh, net margin, if it really makes sense to, you know, start investing time and money into that product or not. Well, this is great. Those are great tips. And I think you always have to come back to, even if you're an established brand or if you're just starting out on this journey, it's very important to know that these are the basics that you have to do with any product launch, whether you have 10 already in your stable or if you're launching your first 10 or whatever that might be, it all has to hit those numbers. Otherwise, it would not make sense for you to go into business and it would just be a loss, loss leader for you. It doesn't help you go into exiting your business or down the road. Um, but but Fabian, uh, now that we're at the top of the hour, so much great insight from you, obviously a person who's been in the industry a very, very long time. With you and your team as experts, how do we, how do I, the listener, get in touch with you? Is that through your website? Is that through social media? How, how are we reaching out to get your help, if you will, if we're struggling with this? The best way to get in touch with me personally, directly, uh, is through the website, is through the platform. It's amzsavages.com. Um, we offer a service, a launch service, and we have, uh, right now we have the product research, uh, legendary product research tool available. It's up and, uh, up and running. And I am a hundred percent sure because I know the industry that is the most unique. I know everyone says about their things, about their achievements. That is the most unique is the most special is the most, most, most. But I recommend you people to have a look and you won't be disappointed because it's something that it applies everything that I explained to you in this hour. And it's, it's not failing. Of course, you have to still put in the work and see how you can better improve that product, how you can differentiate that product and how to make everything, you know, better because again even if us or the tool is we're giving you a something on the plate which validates a multitude of criteria and offers you the projections the potential you know uh, um, uh, numbers for that uh, idea or for that product we still have to put in the time and take the time and understand the product and see how we can better do everything. So this, the best way to do it is uh, through the website, mzservices.com. Amazing, man. Well, I thank you for your time. I, again, this is such a topic that continues to evolve. I know your strategies have evolved over time, but that's your job is to stay ahead. Thousands of products now that you've launched, which is quite amazing, uh, I guess, for the audience. What's your favorite product real quickly that you've launched to date? Is there one that stands on your mind? It's the most simple product. Uh, actually, it's one of our uh, most successful clients uh, in top five. It is the best seller in the niche, and um, I'm very proud of it. It's a it's in the instant pot niche. I don't want to All say right. it. You don't have to tell uh, specifics, because, but, that, but that's a good product. But it's the niche instant in. instant pot niche, um, instant pot cooker. Um, mm -hmm. and is the best seller in his niche. Um, and it's amazing. Actually, it's a seven going to eight figure seller, uh, after um, the first, after the first two years. Wow. Well, congrats on all the success and helping other people again. Thank you very uh, much, for, man. Yeah. For everyone else, uh, we'll, we'll kind of do that in our sign up, but thank you for your time today and best of luck. I know we'll see you in the future again. Now, friend of the show at Crossover Commerce of Fabian David. Thank you so much for hopping on today. Thanks for having me, Ryan. No problem. Thank you. Again, that was Fabian David of AMZ uh, Savages. You can go ahead and check out his website uh, below in the comment section, or if you're listening to this on our podcast platform, wherever your favorite podcast platform is you can listen to it there um go ahead and just rate it a nice five stars because that was such amazing content as always that we get out of our guests on the show um go ahead and check them out on amc savages connect with them on social media you can do that on all those platforms and check out the show notes below we kind of point you in those general directions as well um but again fantastic today with episode 140 
eight of this uh, podcast, we talked about product research. We talked about different strategies and tips for you as sellers. It's also very important to take away to note that not just factoring in costs for your first order, it's super important to know your second order and getting all those fees in order so you know what you can invest. And if you can't invest in that, maybe it's time to take a step back and reevaluate your situation and what you want to do with Amazon or online. That being said, again, this is Crossover Commerce. This is my corner of the internet where we talk anything and everything. Amazon, any commerce. Go ahead and check us again live on our social media platforms, or you can listen to us on all of your favorite podcast channels. Next time we'll have uh, actually be going live again tomorrow. Go ahead and check out and follow us on social media to be notified when. Click that little notification bell and or just follow us on any of our platforms. Again, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter are the best ways to be notified when we do go live. That being said, I'm Ryan Kramer. We'll catch you guys next time on Crossover Commerce. Take care.